Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Here's a short little story from Fred Rogers, better known as Mr. Rogers. So many people have asked me, do you ever get mad? And of course I answer, well, yes, everyone gets mad sometimes. The important thing is what we do with the mad that we feel in life. A few weeks ago, on my way home from a particularly tough day at work, I stopped to see my two grandsons. Their mom and dad weren't there, but the boys were there with the babysitter in the backyard, squirting water with hoses. I could see that they were really having fun, but I felt I needed to let them know that I didn't want to be squirted, so I told them so. And little by little, I could feel that the older boy, Alexander, was testing the limit until finally his hose was squirting very close to where I was standing. I said to him in my harshest voice, okay, that's it, Alexander, turn off the water, you've had it. He did as I told him, said he was sorry, and looked very sad. The more I thought about it, the sadder I got. I realized that Alexander had not squirted me and that I had stepped into his and his brother's play with a lot of feelings left over from work. So when I got home, I just called Alexander on the phone. I told him I felt awful about my visit with him. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I was taking out my anger from work on him. I told him I was really sorry. Do you know how he answered me? He said, oh, Bubba, he calls me Bubba. Oh, Bubba, everybody makes mistakes sometimes. I nearly cried. I was so touched by his naturally generous heart. And I realized that if I hadn't called him, I might not have ever received that wonderful gift of Alexander's sweet forgiveness. Even Mr. Rogers made mistakes. Even he took out his anger on a child. I think many parents believe that their child deserves to have a perfect parent. But this expectation is an unrealistic one. And I think this false facade of parental perfection, I don't think it's all that helpful for our youth. In reality, I think it can actually be quite distancing and really frustrating for young people. It seems to me that what our youth need more from their parents and the other adults in their life has a lot more to do with what Mr. Rogers shared. And he shared several different but all important lessons. One being the message that, that actually his grandson shared with him. That being. Everyone makes mistakes. But that's not the lesson I want to focus on in this episode. I've done quite a bit on that recently. Instead, I want to focus on Mr. Rogers' awareness, his accountability, and his eventual apology, starting with that awareness. 
Mr. Rogers was aware that he was using a defense mechanism known as displacement. Displacement is defined as a psychological defense mechanism in which someone redirects a negative emotion from its original source to a less threatening recipient. And unfortunately, as in the case with Mr. Rogers, the less threatening recipient of an adult's displacement is often a child. The power difference between parent and child often will allow for displacement to occur. For example, if your boss says something that makes you really angry, you may decide that it's not a good idea to say out loud what you're really thinking. Or maybe even with your partner, your spouse, you might not feel comfortable sharing your true thoughts with them. But with our youth, we will often displace our anger, our stress onto them. Because what are they going to do? Fire you? Dock your pay? Kick you out of the house? Probably not. So because this power differential is built in, our youth are often the recipients of our misdirected negative emotions. So that's the first thing. There must first be an awareness that you are using the defense mechanism known as displacement. But I love that Mr. Rogers' lesson didn't stop there. He went on to share what happened after he returned home. And that's the location, that's where he took accountability and communicated this accountability with an apology. Many parents may have the first and second A's of this process, those being awareness and accountability. But those two alone don't usually help your child. It's not like they're useless because they may help you grow as an individual, but they won't help your child on that particular day. In order to help your child, in order to model all that you want to model, the third A is essential. That being an apology. This is the step. This is the A that so many parents avoid. And I believe this avoidance is a result of a parent wanting to appear as all-knowing, perfect, and due to a need of always being right or always appearing right. And this especially shows up in the parent-child relationship. And on the topic of always being right, this belief, this approach, it's actually something called a cognitive distortion or problematic way of thinking. Cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, one of its main goals is to identify, explore, and resolve our cognitive distortions. Always being right is defined by CBT as the cognitive distortion where someone will function from or operate under the mistaken belief that they are always right, that they are always correct. And due to this stance, anyone who disagrees with you, well, that person must be wrong. So when you become aware that you have just displaced a negative experience, maybe a negative emotion, onto your child, and then you then step into accountability, please don't stop there. Share this awareness, this accountability. Share it in the form of an apology. Apologizing to your child doesn't make you less of a parent. It makes you more of a parent because it allows your child to see you as a person, as a human being. And the individual growth that occurs when you're aware and accountable for your displacement, when it also includes or closes with an apology, then not only have you modeled important and helpful human qualities, but most likely the apology process will also strengthen the relationship with your child. We so often are asking our youth to take accountability and then to apologize 
when they're in the wrong. But this lesson, it doesn't land all that well when the adults in their lives don't choose to live it. Lessons, they can be so annoying when the leaders, the adults, the parents, these people, when they're not demonstrating or living the lessons. So if Mr. Rogers can do it, so can we. And I love what Mr. Rogers shared at the end when he said that he realized if he hadn't called and apologized, he might not ever have received the wonderful gift of his grandson's sweet forgiveness. And his statement, it demonstrates another helpful opportunity. We can provide our youth when we apologize. We can offer them the opportunity to do something that so many people struggle to do, and that is to forgive. An important note here, it is not as if this forgiveness, that that's the primary goal of giving an apology. We should not apologize with the expectation of being forgiven. This should not be the case, no. But what becomes possible when we step into that accountability and share it with our youth is an experience where everybody wins. Both parties benefit. Both people can grow as a result of an experience or an exchange that deserves an apology. And I believe that this is an opportunity our youth deserve on a much more frequent basis. So when I got home, I just called Alexander on the phone. I told him I felt awful about my visit with him. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I was taking out my anger from work on him. I told him I was really sorry. Do you know how he answered me? He said, oh, Bubba, he calls me Bubba. Oh, Bubba, everybody makes mistakes sometimes. I nearly cried. I was so touched by his naturally generous heart. And I realized that if I hadn't called him, I might not have ever received that wonderful gift of Alexander's sweet forgiveness. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.